I think one of the top reasons why women struggle in this area is because we have come to believe the lie that in order to be effective in whatever we're doing, we need to be available 24-7. We actually are counterproductive when we decide that we must be available 24-7. And we're not able to create space and margin or any type of rhythms that would fuel us and help us to continue. Welcome to the Be Encouraged Today podcast. Hi, my name is Amber Davis, a former workaholic who discovered enjoyable productivity so that I could begin to fulfill the plans that God has for me. And I truly want you to fulfill God's plans in your life too. Each Thursday, I will share productivity tips to fulfill God's plans for your life. Myself, along with some guests, will also share real life experiences so that you can be inspired, be productive, be fulfilled, be encouraged today. Before I share on today's topic, I have a fun giveaway that I want to let you know all about. If you have been listening to the Be Encouraged Today podcast for any length of time, you know about Review Preview, my downloadable guide and checklist that helps you meet with yourself each week. But if you are new, no problem. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast and I'll explain a little bit more details about that great tool. Okay, so from now until October 11th, 2020, you can enter a drawing for a $25 Amazon gift card and a one-on-one Q&A Zoom call with me to discuss review preview and other productivity tips. So look in the show notes for all the details to enter. Now, stay tuned so I can give you a better understanding about our Be Encouraged Today podcast community Facebook group and how you can join. Would you like to be the first to know about what is going on with Be Encouraged Today podcast? Get productivity tips, encouragement from other Christians who are fulfilling the plans that God has for them and enjoy live videos with me, including some fun giveaways and guest interviews? Well, join with all of us at Be Encouraged Today podcast community Facebook group. That's Be Encouraged Today podcast community Facebook group. This group is a great way to be encouraged and also to encourage other Christians who are like you, who want to be productive with God and have what I call enjoyable productivity in their lives. So join with us at Be Encouraged Today podcast community Facebook group. I believe that this group will help you be inspired, be productive, be fulfilled, be encouraged today. Do you ever feel like you're running from project to project? You say yes to so many good projects that you have automatically forfeited the balance in your life. Even good projects or good things can prevent balance in our lives. Or do you find yourself not producing anything because you are producing everything? If you answered yes to any of these questions, get ready to be encouraged today because our guest makes it her ministry to help people, especially women get unstuck from being overwhelmed and create healthy rhythms and boundaries in their lives. Her name is Jen Howitt, and she is one of my good friends, and I'm so excited that she's here. So let me tell you a little bit about Jen. Jen is a wife, a mom, a pastor, creator of the Giving Up Normal podcast, and founder of Women and Ministry United. Please give a warm Be Encouraged Today podcast. Welcome to Jen Howitt. 
it. Yay, Jen. Thanks for having me, Amber. It's so good to be here. I am so glad you're here. Jen is just an awesome lady. Like seriously, we met, uh, I guess, like a year and a half ago, two years ago. It was only November. Oh, was it? Yes. It seems like like 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's crazy. That is true. It's been a long year, my friend. It has been a long year. (laughs) So we met at a conference and we just connected like instantly. It was so awesome. And she actually connected with one of my friends that I was at the conference with over coffee. Yes. Which was really funny. Yes. So I'm just so glad that Jen is here. She is genuine. She is a pure-hearted lady, super brilliant when it comes to entrepreneurship and ministry and how to be a leader. So let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about today's topic, which is balance and productivity. Whether you are in full-time ministry or your life is just full, as you're trying to fulfill the plans God has for you, we can all use wisdom and balance and productivity. So what prompted you to launch the ministry, Ministry and Women United? Well, I served in ministry in several different capacities. I was a solo pastor and an associate pastor, uh, one in a smaller church of several hundred people and one in a church of over a thousand. And in that time in ministry, I was struggling because I I had fallen in love with the Lord after having my son. So I was in my late 20s, told him I would do anything he wanted me to do. And he called me into ministry. So I was like, yes, we're going to do that. And got into the church, which I had not had very much experience in and was completely overwhelmed by so being pulled in so many different directions and not being able to really focus on what I felt I was called to do and having all these things compete with my limited time. And I did have a son that was started first grade when I went into ministries, now going to be 21 at the end of the year. So that tells you a little bit how long ago that was. You don't look Um, like you have a 21 year old. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But you know, I, and I thought that I just didn't know what I was doing, that there must be something wrong with me if I was struggling in this way. And I remember writing in my journal, I said, you know, I promised that ministry would never be a detriment to my family, but I didn't realize how much it could become a detriment to my soul because I was just running ragged. And the more I talked to people, though, I found out that it wasn't just me. And I had an opportunity to work both within uh, my denomination, coaching pastors and leaders, and also with a national ministry organization. And in both of those experiences also found that most leaders dealt with the same struggle. They were busy. They were overwhelmed. They weren't sure what to focus on. They felt guilty that they wanted some time where they weren't in charge (laughs) of their ministry, or if they just wanted to catch their breath and create a little bit of space and margin in life. And so at the end of 2018, I felt that God was calling me to and my ministry where I was serving, and that he had something new for me. And just, you know, in a a time of talking with God and processing that, um, he really used Nehemiah Nehemiah 4.14, where, you know, Nehemiah is encouraging people like you do, you know, to to be encouraged, we're going to do this work. And the enemies come. And he says, you know, don't be afraid of your enemies. 
fight for your wives, fight for your sons and daughters, fight for your households. And the Lord was like, fight for healthy pastors and leaders. And that's how it all started. And so I just started talking to people. I called people. I sat down with them. I had conversation over Zoom with them um, all over the country, men and women. uh, But the whole idea of being stretched too thin and burnout was so prevalent. It was something everybody mentioned. And I really just felt like that's what God was calling me to do. And I felt that women have a unique set of circumstances. Men are is equally stressed and burned out in pastoral ministry and struggle with this too. But as a woman, I can understand the need to be a mom and to be a wife and to take care of certain things within the home and the family, as well as be a leader in ministry. And so um, that's when the journey started. Listeners, I just want to encourage you with this is that here Jen is, she's in ministry and her focus is towards people in ministry, women specifically. But know that Jen, like she said, she's a mom, she's a wife, she's a woman, she's a person, she's a leader. Mm -hmm. All Christians can relate to that feeling. And so Jen has a lot of wisdom in this area, not just even in ministry, but just in general. I mean, this applies across the board. Now she's specifically talking about ministry, which is what she does. And that is definitely her passion and where she is. What are the top three reasons that you see women, since you work with a lot of women, get out of balance? Yeah, this is a great question. And I would say that this is, you know, like you just said, my primary sphere of influence is with women in ministry. However, having been a pastor, (laughs) I've had this conversation with a lot of women, as you've just said, and they're things that we all struggle with. So whether you're listening and you're in ministry or not, I think that one of these three things will resonate with you. I think one of the top reasons why women struggle in this area is because we have come to believe the lie that in order to be effective in whatever we're doing, we need to be available 24-7. And we do that in the name of productivity. We do that in the name of wanting to do something uh, wonderful and beautiful and worthy For the Lord, whether it be in ministry, in our families, we want to be the best neighbor we can be. We want to be the best parent we can be, the best spouse we can be. But we actually are counterproductive when we decide that we must be available 24-7. And we're not able to create space and margin or any type of rhythms that would fuel us and help us to continue. We don't encourage ourselves. We'll encourage everybody else and be there for everyone else. But somehow we have convinced ourselves that in order to be a Jesus follower and be a good parent and be a good ministry leader, that we need to be available 24-7. And it's simply a lie. It's simply a lie. And that really sabotages our efforts from the very beginning because our mindset has been, you know, really tainted. Uh, I think another big reason why we struggle in this area is because we fear disappointing people. Um, I don't know if there are any other people pleasers out there. I am definitely a people pleaser. And 
again, that can come from a very beautiful place of wanting to serve and wanting to encourage and wanting to be available and to fulfill our roles and responsibilities, regardless of what they are, really well in a way that honors God. But when we start to worry about, well, what will this person think if I have a day off where I don't check my email? Or what if, what will this person think if I, I want to volunteer in this effort, I want to help with my son or daughter's sport, but I'm not going to do that on a Saturday, or I'm not going to do it on a Sunday, or I'm not going to do it on a Wednesday night. You know, what if I create this space and it interferes with what someone else wants from me? And so we get afraid because we don't want to disappoint people. And that just allows us to run ourselves ragged and we start to be at the beck and call of everyone else. And when we get out of balance like that, again, it makes us so we're not productive. And not only that, you start to get a little bit of bitterness and resentment. You know, there's a, uh, I was just talking to my community this week about using the word no, And I forget who it is, but somebody said no is a complete sentence. But (laughs) it's so hard to make that one little word come out of our mouth because we don't want to disappoint people. But when we automatically say yes, and we jump into whatever expectation or opportunity has been put out. And by the way, we do need to say no to very good and godly things. Right. And so that takes some discernment because everything you do, even for the Lord, will cost you something. It's going to cost good. you time. It's going to cost you energy. It's going to have a cost on your marriage. It's going to have a cost on your nuclear family on your friendships. And so we have to consider the cost. That's very biblical. We have to consider the cost. And so when we say no automatic, when we, when we can't say no and we say yes automatically and we jump right in, then we realize, oh man, I've just said that I'm going to do this. And now it's going to make it so I'm going to not be able to be with my family or I'm not going to be able to do this other ministry project or something else really well. And so then we become bitter and we become resentful. And the very thing we said yes to because we wanted to serve and we wanted to be a place of beauty and value ends up being tainted because we have overextended ourselves and we're afraid that to disappoint people and what their expectations are of us. That's so true. And and just because we say no like now doesn't mean that we can we we have to say no later. I just remember when you called me and asked me to do a podcast with you and uh, it was going to be on Monday because you right. do a Monday motivator with your membership site and I had said that you know, well, Mondays are our family day. That's our day off during the week. And so I'm not going to be able to do it on a Monday. Then we just worked around it and, and you worked around it. Now, if I said that to somebody else and they weren't able to work around it, well, that's okay. That's okay. But, but you were able to work around it. And, but, but the reason why I said no on that day is because I had already made a conscious decision that that day was protected. So I think that's important too, is that, to already have your boundary, like you talk about boundaries a lot, to have that boundary set to say no. If, if you're going to say no to somebody, how, how do you say no in the right way? Um, well, uh, you know, first of all, uh, one, one thing you can do 
even if you're not sure how to articulate it in the moment, is to say, thanks for that invitation or thanks for asking me about that. Let me check on a few things first. So that right then and there doesn't tell the person no, but gives you some space and you can privately process with the Lord whether you should do it or if you know you shouldn't, it will give you an opportunity to think about how you would like to communicate that. That's good. You know, what you can do is you can just say, I, I have a commitment already that week or, you know, but you, so it really depends on what they're asking you to do. If they're asking you to do something on a specific day or a specific week, you can go back to them and say, oh, you know, I checked my schedule and I'm not able to, to do that. I, I have my schedules completely full that week. Um, and that commitment can be to yourself. Right? Absolutely. And I hope, by the way, that everyone listening has some time on their calendar that is marked off, that is committed to themselves. Yes. <laughs> because And to hold that as dear as you would any other appointment. Yes. You would honor with someone else. I, one of the things we do is we don't honor ourselves. Right. We don't honor ourselves. And we will violate the appointments that we have set for ourselves, we would never do that to somebody else. Right. But we'll do it to ourselves. And, you know, the other thing too, often when I have this conversation is Jesus actually said no to people. Right. And when he was up on the mountain and praying and he comes back down and people were saying, you know, everybody's been looking for you. I forget what the word is in the Greek that's looking, but it has this undertone of they're wanting something from you. They've been trying to pursue you to get something from you. You know, there are people that needed to be healed. There were people that still had demons. There were people that still wanted to hear the message. And so they're like, we've been looking for you. Come here. We have these people we need you to attend to. He said, no. No, I'm going down to the, I'm going to the other towns because that's my mission. My mission is to preach the gospel. So I'm going to have to say no to this. That is so So, encouraging, Jen. It's okay. If you want to do what Jesus did, he said no. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And so that's good. That's great balance. Oh, I love that. And people need to hear that. That's so important. Is there any other uh, reason that you see women get out of balance other than, you know, the the 24-7 accessibility and the fear? I would say the, the, the other thing that is really prevalent, and I've done this too, so if you're feeling like this resonates with you, I, I am sisters in heart with you in this, uh, is that you can't just hope things will change. You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. You know, I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said, um, if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. And I know that I would often come off a day or a week where I was just like, oh my goodness, this was so hard and I'm so tired and I don't have time for myself or my soul's hurt. I mean, I would acknowledge, it would be very clear to me what the pain is and I'd even know what I needed. But the next week I did the same thing over and over again. And so I think we have to be really careful to recognize that if we want something different, we have to do something different. We have to change our mindset. We have to change our attitudes and we have to make different decisions that will help us make progress. And that in turn will help us not only be productive, but give us space 
to be spiritually and emotionally healthy as well. That is so good. And it's not just about saying no and going in your shell and just all about you. But when you can refresh yourself, then you can be able to point now your productivity out and make a bigger difference. So what is one or two of the biggest tips that you give for how to balance your productivity? So now that you've said, okay, I'm going to be able to work on myself, spend time with myself and my family and get refreshed, and I'm ready to attack the week, then what are some productivity tips about how to balance as you go into that space? Yeah, I think the two things that I would suggest are highly important and effective is number one, you have to have a plan. And this goes back again to you can't just hope things will change. You have to do something different. So you need to have a plan. What is it that you want? Do you want, what what is that space? What does that balance look like for you? So you have to know what you want. And so make sure that whatever plan you have is on the calendar as well. So having a plan is key. What do you want? What would it look like? How are you going to go about doing that and recording that on your calendar? And the second thing is communication. Here's what I need and here's how I'm going to do it. Because nine times out of 10, people go, well, of course, of course you need that. Of course you need a day where you're not in charge. Of course you need to not answer your phone 24 seven. Um, we simply haven't communicated that that's what we need. We've kept it inside and it's driving us crazy. And so when we, when we create the plan, we just need to communicate so that people know what to expect. What tends to happen is, is that if someone looks for you and can't find you. So what I love about, you had mentioned this earlier about our Monday interview. And I sent you a, an email um, this past Monday. I get a lovely response that Monday is the time with your family. And so you have communicated that clearly. I'm not left thinking, well, has Amber, did she get my email? Is she okay? Did I do something? She hasn't responded to me. You put all of those worries aside. I know that you, I mean, I sent the email on Monday and I had forgotten, but you communicate that clearly just by simply setting an auto reply on Mondays. And so I receive it as, oh yeah, it's Monday. That's right. It's her day with her family. Awesome. I know I'll hear from her after that. Right. Because the thing is, is that I can't assume that you're going to remember my schedule just because I told you months and months and months ago that Monday's my day off. They've got to take care of their own schedule. So they don't have time to keep up with your schedule. So I love what you said about that. Just communicate to people, whether it be an email, whether it be an email response, whether it be a voice message or a text or or just something. I can't talk right now. You know, just some kind of communication. That's so key. Absolutely. Because that's how you manage expectations. And you're always going to have the one or two people who it doesn't matter. They're going to be disappointed and will not agree, but that's okay. You're not communicating for them to agree. You're communicating to create clarity. And so simply communicating helps overwhelmingly manage the majority of expectations. 
I love that phrase, manage expectations. That's so good, Jen. I really love that. I wrote that down. I love that phrase. All right. When we have balance in our lives, our productivity blesses others as well as ourselves. Jen, why is it that women in ministry seem to struggle with this balance and often they feel alone? As you respond to that question, if you can share with us how to get in touch with your ministry. Well, I think it goes back to the fears lies and limiting beliefs that we have clung to. And this idea that in order for me to be an effective ministry leader, I need to be available 24 seven. I'm not allowed to stop. I'm not allowed to create space and margin. I was rereading the beginning Genesis and rereading the creation story. And it struck me even differently this time about how God, obviously we know he created the first six days But when he steps back, he looks at all he created and he called it very good. But then he rested and he called that day holy. And we don't see rest and stopping and delighting and taking time for space and margin as holy. Yes. We need to reclaim that. We need to reclaim the very rhythms that God has woven into the fabric of creation and the fabric of our very beings. That is awesome. That is so true. Yeah. So I think that that's a huge one is that, you know, that's why we feel alone. And then we feel, you know, kind of like I felt when I was in ministry that, gosh, if I can't do it all, there must be something wrong with me. So I think that it's, it's just the reason why we feel alone is because we believe in the lies that we're the only ones that nobody else would understand. There's something wrong with us. And so we're afraid. We're afraid to, to say we need help. We're afraid to say we're vulnerable. And that is exactly why I created Women in Ministry United was to create a safe space to express that. And so that's what Women in Ministry United is designed for. It's designed to create a safe space, to create a community um, where you can get encouragement and support. And we do that through our Facebook page, through the website, through the podcast, as you mentioned. Um, And we'll be having a new membership community and coaching community that people can get even more specifically connected and to get the support that they need as well. If somebody wants to reach out to you right now and what you're doing, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Well, if someone wants to just kind of get the overview of what we're doing um, and get connected to the community at large, the two best places are our main website, which is womeninministryunited.com. And it has also the podcast there as well. It has some resources around mindset creating a meaningful Sabbath, um, realizing the state of your soul and undernourished soul, and some tips for balance and boundaries. And then also um, our Facebook page. And there's a link to our Facebook page as well on the main website, or it's just at Women in Ministry United. So those are two ways. But I will say this, if you're a woman and you're struggling and you need to reach out to someone and hear their voice, email me. My email address is support at womeninministryunited.com. It comes directly to me. I would count it a privilege to pray with you, walk with you, support and encourage you any way I can. Oh, thank you so much, Jen. And all of her contact information I'll put in the show notes so that you can be able to reach out to her and be able to connect with her. And I am just thrilled to be able to give you a voice on here to be able to share because you have so much 
wisdom, so much encouragement, you know, all about encouragement here on Be Encouraged Today podcast. And I just appreciate you so much. Jen, thank you for being a part of today. Oh, thank you for having me. Wherever you are in your Christian life, if you're anything like me, you want to fulfill God's plans that he has for you. And I want to be able to help you with my number one productivity tip. It's called Review Preview. And I created a whole guide around this. I call it the Review Preview Meet With Yourself Guide to Fulfill God's Plans for Your Life. This productivity guide gives you a three-step approach on how to meet with yourself every single week so you can create what I call enjoyable productivity in your life. So go to my website at beencouragedtoday.com. That's beencouragedtoday.com to download my guide, which includes a three-step checklist and an inspirational scripture list. And get ready to be encouraged today. I am so honored to have shared with you today. You are not alone. Please do not forget that. I believe in you and the plans God has for you. Let's learn how to have enjoyable productivity so that we can all be inspired, be productive, be fulfilled, be encouraged today.